Movies by Minutes. Project number five. It's Silverado this time. That's no jive. By Lawrence Kasdan. Who wrote the show. Let's settle up now, kids. Cause here we go. Howdy and welcome back to another episode of the Silverado Minute Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1985 Lawrence Kasdan-directed Western Silverado, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm one of your hosts, Travis. And I'm Patrick. And we are from the podcast Real Comic Heroes. And this is Minute 99, which starts with Payton suggesting what kind of friend he is and ends with Deputy Garth bringing Ray to see Mal Johnson in the jail. Hold on to your horses, everybody. <laughs> Hope you like brooding. <laughs> yeah, a lot of uh, facial acting. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, pondering, you know. Yeah, quiet uh, reflection. Questioning if my uh, headphones were on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the saloon that we've, uh, the Midnight Star that we've seen, you know, very, very just teeming with activity is... is... <laughs> Very quiet tonight. Definitely so. <laughs> you know, and Pay- Peyton is trying to tell Stella that, yeah, maybe he's not uh, such a good friend. Maybe he's not a, a good guy after all. You know, that's just not the kind of person he is, you know. Um, yeah. Feeling angsty. <laughs> a little bit. A little, uh, oh, no one likes me. I'm just, a, you know, very... Uh, a little Eeyore this minute. That's exactly what I wrote down, Eeyore. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Nice>. oh, bother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I liked uh, you know, her line about um, Cobb uh, saying that he, you know, it was hard to figure out basically what Peyton cared about and mm. couldn't get a read on him, but <laughs> he goes back yeah. with his own uh, teenage angsty line. Of, well, he figured it <laughs> out this time, Mom. <laughs> yeah, Kev- Kevin Klein's doing a good, good sulk. You know, he's oh yeah, really wallowing in that. Uh, it's a pity party for sure. Yep, yep. But Stella's Stella is killing it this minute with the, uh, I don't know, just the looks that she's giving him. The the there, there's a lot going on with Stella in this minute that I'm excited to talk about. But uh, I, I yeah, I mean she's pretty much got it. I yeah, mean, it, I don't understand why he doesn't share with her sure like if they're you know friends i mean he should realize you know based on the questioning she's aware of you know Cobb and his shenanigans so she knows something's right. up and her being the object of that not so subtle threat seems mm-hmm. like you should let that person know <laughs> I mean, that's one uh, approach you could take. A reasonable person might take, but... Uh, but uh, it doesn't go that route. No, no. And, I mean, Cobb did tell us last last minute that uh, never could count on him to be reasonable, so... Yeah, I guess, but... <laughs> I don't know, it's just awkward yeah. after it, it, a yeah, long... Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah. I, I like that she cuts right through the, the bullshit. You know, yeah. tells, tells him like she doesn't buy it, you know, yeah. when, when he's saying, well, maybe that's the kind of friend I am. You know, she's like, nah, she's uh, obviously smart enough to put things together. She's going to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's almost like insulting to an extent. Right. Yeah. 
Um, so maybe little... he isn't a good friend. <laughs> uh, he's right. It's come full circle. Yep. There's a little bit of a script difference here. Um, and she a script <laughs> <laughs> sit silently. Purse right. lips. <laughs> Was she supposed to cock an eyebrow and it didn't happen? Is that the difference? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay. No, and she says, you know, what's he got? And then she continues, this is a nice saloon, but there are other nice saloons. It's not the money, not for you. Why can't I get a hold of it? And then she says the thing that they did film that says, you know, Cobb says there's no telling what you're going to care about. So Yeah. Probably okay to cut it. I mean, no reason to bring up that he could go elsewhere or that, you know, pointing out the fact that he's not here for the money or, you know. Probably don't need that. So. so by that line, no telling what you'll care about. Is that just because Cobb can't figure out? Is he thrown off by the fact that he cared about the dog in that incident? <laughs> and he's like, why? Because obviously he knows that he's going to care about things. Yeah, I, I, I wonder. I don't, I don't quite get it, honestly. <laughs> I think Cobb kind of planted this with about Payton at some point with her, like mm -hmm. telling her maybe just the kind of person that, that Payton is and saying, yeah, there's just, you just never know what he's going to care about. Um, and, and either that was just an offhanded mm -hmm. remark about his friend, or it was a malicious thing of like, maybe when he walked up to her outside the fire, you know, that they, they cut the scene where he approached her by the fire. Maybe they talked about, or she, maybe he, poisoned the water a little bit, you know, and said, you know, basically talking trash about him then. Or, like I said, maybe it was an offhanded thing that didn't seem malicious, but now she's realizing, yeah, Cobb's right, you know. Because, I mean, it does make sense from a Cobb standpoint. He's not yeah. understanding why he cared about the dog. So it's like, sure. I can't figure out this guy. Like, why does he <laughs> care about the dog? Yeah. Should he care about escaping? So, yeah. I kind of took it like that, but I could see how that could also be taken as he doesn't care about anything right? as well. And maybe that's the angle. I, I don't know. It's uh, it's an interesting line mm -hmm. to like just hear offhand um, from a character standpoint. Right. I like, uh, I like the, the thousand yard stare that <laughs> Kevin Klein gives Peyton where he just sits there uh, after she's, says the comment about not caring, you know, he sits there for a minute, you know, and he's like, is that what he said? <laughs> he figured it out. Okay. This time. So I like the, there's a lot going on here because it's, yeah. it's Peyton is dealing with the fact that he has to play this like he doesn't care when we know he does care, he, you know, yeah. he does actually care about, about Stella, about, you know, the, the position that he's being put in and, you know, this, I think, I think Kevin Klein, you know, really plays this well. Um, and this is one of my like favorite type of hero moments in movies. And I call it the dark Knight sacrifice, you know, in, in the dark Knight, Alfred tells Batman, you know, to in, endure it, you know, they'll hate mm -hmm. you for it, but that's the point of, of Batman. He can be the outcast. He can make the choice that no one else can make the right choice. And so, and, you know, in Dark Knight, like he has to sacrifice himself by appearing to be the villain, you know, because yeah. that's what, you know, Gotham needs at that point. So 
I love that type of heroic sacrifice. And that's kind of what Payton is doing here. You know, he's looking like the, the heel, you know, he's looking like this uncaring jerk. But she doesn't buy it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's just a a futile, like, (laughs) it doesn't serve much of a point in the scene. Yeah. She's too, um, she's too observant. I mean, right. I get what you're saying. He's trying to do that, but he's not effective he's not, at yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, he could have uh, played it a little more, like, uh, lighthearted, maybe, and, and, you know, made a joke about it and, yeah. and not caring. You know, that would have been real, uh, I mean, that would have been a choice. Because but... he's, you know, what you said earlier, he's more comedic and lighthearted in the beginning. Yeah. With, brooding version doesn't seem to be a common personality trait. So it's raising yeah. flags to Stella that, you know, something's wrong. Well, and, and there is also a missing boy, you know, at this yeah. point, well, there's, there's oh, a okay. missing, there's a missing Jake and there's a missing boy, you know? Gotcha. So that, that also, yeah. 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 Um, okay. So there is I guess that. I, I guess I just don't understand why he's doing it. Like, sure. if she finds out, is she going to say something to Cobb and get, and, like, hurt? Like, is he worried about that? That if she knows that she's the thing that is being used against him, she's going to do right. something and get, you know, killed or something? Yeah, I don't know. And, and that's one thing I never, I don't know how severe the threat to Stella is. I don't know if it's a physical harm or if it's like, uh, I'm going to you know, fire you and you're gonna, yeah. you're not going to have your livelihood. I can't tell with, okay. with as with as I guess vague as a threat uh, mm-hmm. as it is. Uh, and with the, with, again, with Brian Dennehy, not really playing a main, I, mean, I struggle with this. He is the, a main villain, but he's yeah. not, I can't tell if he'd be the type to, to kill Stella over this, you know, I, I don't know. Sadly, there's not, I don't think there's a great resolution with all this. Um, I, I think this moment, these minutes, I think really work, but nothing really comes of this. I don't even know if we see Payton and Stella at the end of this, like having a moment, you know, of like, okay, th- I had to do that in order to, you know, help save everybody or whatever. Like, I don't think they have another scene together. So I don't know. Weird. Yeah. Okay. So this whole look that Stella has here, you know, he's he's say, basically he's saying when Peyton says, well, he figured it OK this time, he's confirming yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's right. I don't care about anything. It's basically what he's, you know, saying uh, whether his his body language sells that or not. So then she processes this. And I think it's another, it's a great bit of just facial acting. You know, she, she's kind of looking and they, they have an eye contact moment where he, he does, you know, sheepishly kind of look over at her and then she kind of chews on it a little bit more. And I read it as, you know, she's, she's coming to terms with what he's saying and accepting the fact that he doesn't care he's not going to do anything about this ultimately i know that she doesn't buy what he's saying but she's yeah. still got to accept the fact that he's going to sit here and do nothing then i read this the script 
Mm-hmm. And the way that this scene, the exposition here is written in the script, it then it, it plays a little differently for me. So it says, she regards him as he looks at his glass. Then he looks up and, and for one moment their eyes meet. Payton, uncomfortable, quickly looks away. In that second, she understands her own role in this and she is deeply moved. They are silent together. That to me seems to indicate that she's figured figured it out. out. Yeah. Yeah. And that she's like, oh, he's doing this to protect me. And so that completely changes the scene. Yeah. You know, interesting. The the script makes it to me, makes it a little bit more hopeful. Like, Mm -hmm. and and with her face, I can see it either way. I can see it where she's put it together and fully understands what, you know, what the score is. But then I can also see it like like my original interpretation of her accepting the fact that he's just, you know, a jerk, <laughs> whatever, you know. And I mean, my my way is more uh, depressing because, <laughs> you know, unless there's a yeah. resolution later that, you know, fixes everything. Um, but then the script, you know, version, I think, is more hopeful. Like she gets it. You know, she's like, oh, OK we'll let this play out and he'll, you know, he's, he does care, you know, but yeah, I think I took it as a, in between, like she's figured it out, but she's not confident that she's figured it out. Like Mm. I think she can put two and two together, but isn't confident in that answer at this point. Yeah. So I think I'm leaning in between the two. (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah. Cause yeah, it's hard to tell. It's just, you know, Pensive looks. So it's, yeah. It's uh, not very clear. And I'm fine with that. It doesn't have to be, sure. you know, point blank obvious. But uh, yeah. The uh, great uh, face acting took most of this minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's it's pretty good, you know. Yeah. I mean, for for just them kind of sitting here mostly in silence, like they both know what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. That was that was in, involved, even though there wasn't much, you know, verbally going on. It was kind of interesting yeah. to watch. Yeah. So that takes us to the jail where now we meet Ray, who, like I said, I think last minute there was a bit of her in the script kind of showing that she was coming to the jail. <laughs> yeah. So she comes in and uh, uh, she's brought in by Deputy Garth. And <laughs> yeah, so this... So, Patrick, for you, this is is Ray Johnson. This is his sister. His sister. Yeah. Earlier in the in the movie, when when Mal shows up, he meets up with his dad. Like he goes to their family farm, and finds the the farm is the farmhouse is burnt to the ground, and he's just kind of like sifting through stuff. And then his dad shows up. His dad has been like living in the mountains, kind of in hiding for a while, but he saw that that there was a light down at the old farm or whatever. And that was, that was his son, Mal. So he goes down to talk to him, kind of explain, yeah, I've been run off of my land. They're trying to steal it. And, um, and it's, it's completely a a racial thing. You know, he's been run off because, because they're black. And although the McKendricks are, are the type that they probably would have done the same thing, regardless of skin color. I don't know if it's completely racially motivated, but it is a factor here. And, in another areas of this movie. Yeah. I think I was, um, I was thrown off by her introduction. Cause I was impressed by her clothes. 
Hmm. And I was like, oh, nice. <laughs> so she, um, we'll get into this a little bit more, I think, tomorrow. But yeah, she works at the saloon. You know, she mm-hmm. is. I'm, I'm, I don't know if they, I mean, they, they show it. They don't really say it, but she is a sex worker. You know. Oh, okay. Um, they they say she well off. So yeah, when she I only saw her for like a second in this sure. minute, but I was like, oh wow, okay. <laughs> they do establish when uh, when Mal meets up with his dad, and he, and he explains, you know, what what is has gone on. The mother has passed away. She was sick, um, mm-hmm. and the the Ray, you know, she had to go into town and, and get a job. You know, she, she couldn't just. I guess couldn't just hide up in the in the mountains with with uh, Ezra the father, but gotcha. So, yeah, yeah she... looky here, <laughs> look what I got. Yeah, that's pretty much um... all you get. But yeah, I was just uh, impressed with like I thought she was like a fancy <laughs> lady. Oh yeah. yeah, but I guess she was dialed up for another reason. Unfortunately, yeah. I I really like the choice to. We start off this jail, you know, scene. Uh, we're in in bars with with Mal. You know, we're in the jail cell when they walk in. So I like mm-hmm. the way yeah. that, that shot is composed. So we're on his side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. You'll see in the next minute. It's not too hard to be on his side, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I saw the guy bring her in, Garth. He said. Yeah, Deputy Garth. I, I was like, oh, this isn't going to be good. <laughs> he just looks like that sleazy gross yeah western guy <laughs> yeah oh yeah, uh, yeah. and we'll, I, I, we'll definitely we'll see if i'm uh, <laughs> being too harsh yeah patrick you haven't seen this movie you you I, may I'm be judging. totally wrong about garth maybe he's I'm a judging. really nice guy I'm yeah i'm sorry i'm yeah. judging why don't we uh-huh. why don't we give garth the uh the benefit of the doubt and come back tomorrow and see what nice things he has to say about yeah maybe he just wants to party on <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he's a very timid fella. Right. And he just, you know, likes to play the drums. Well, I guess we'll find out. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that'll do it for minute 99, and we will be back for minute 100 tomorrow. So you can find the Silverado Minute Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, or at the main site, SilveradoMinute.com. And you can check the Facebook group, The Midnight Star, The Silverado Minute Listener Saloon, or follow on Twitter at Silverado MXM. We'll see how, how bad a guy Garth is uh, tomorrow, but until then, you can join us here on The Silverado Minute. Patrick and Travis stare at each other, thinking about yeehawing, but purse their lips instead and stare off into the distance. <laughs>